Welcome to Pure Awesome Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 113. Nope. No, 114. How? I looked at this before I said it. It's just because uh, you haven't messed up in like two episodes. <laughs> so you were, you were way overdue. You were like two episodes overdue. There you go. There you go. Up. It's not Pure Awesome Podcast unless Orlando messes up the episode yeah. number. And I'm also sure that you're just amazed that we've made it to 114 episodes. Yes, I am. I am. And, and, and the fact that some of you have listened to day one. You think about... Anyways, we're not going to go into it. All right. So this is our update episode. And Ooh. this is one of your faves. And this is one of my faves too. Uh, and the only reason I'm not looking forward to this one is because I didn't meet what I said I was going to do last time. But we'll talk about that mm. in a little bit. All right. So, Mike, what's going on? Let's do a good update. What's going on with you? Uh, man, things are pretty good. I've been getting a lot of listings done. Um, been doing some some sourcing, testing out some uh, some different methods of, of arbitrage and... Uh, one of the big things we've been doing is like redecorating our fifth wheel. I know that I know that doesn't seem reselling related. You move but from different arbitrage to redecorating. Yeah, because uh, like realistically, like the fifth wheel is such a big part like of the reselling world for me right now because it's what's allowed us to kind of let my wife do it full time and a lot of the things we're doing. So, anyways, we bought this fifth wheel and we've been. Uh, Part of me wants to say slowly, but it hasn't been super slowly. My wife has just been kind of looking at stuff and saying like, this looks like a fifth wheel. Uh, we need to rip out this table and put in like a, a regular table and oh, really? get rid of these lights and put in regular lights and get rid of these wall pieces and put in like curtains. And so we've been uh, doing a lot of stuff around the house and it's starting to look more and more like a, like an actual normal home, which is uh which is kind of nice to, to have, but, Interesting. Uh, but yeah. So for those of you who don't know that we, uh, I moved from like a, a regular San Diego condo into a fifth wheel uh, so that uh, we could do this reselling thing, man. And it's really opened up some doors and it's been, been fun. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I've just, I'm so amazed with how my life has turned out from this point. Like I didn't expect it to be this awesome, like that this reselling would do all of this. And uh, you know, every day I wake up and I'm happy with where I'm at in my life right now. So for those of you who are, you know, debating on doing something big, I mean, everybody's story is going to be different, but reselling has definitely opened up uh, a lot of doors for us to do some crazy things and just take life a different way. Now, when you said different, I don't know how much you want to share, but when you say sourcing differently, what do you mean? Okay. So you want me to get back to like the uh, legitimate uh, resale no, stuff? No, I think that was related. I mean, think about it. If we never did the podcast, I really don't think you'd be in a fifth wheel right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So it is reselling related, but I'm just interested. I'd like to know what you mean by that. Um, well, I'll talk about that a little bit when I get to my random stories, like specifically how it worked out. But um, there's a couple of niches that I'm into, I'm trying to kind of break into that I don't want to necessarily talk about because I don't want to like expose it all. Yeah. Uh, but Actually, Mike's going to have his own bolo group. <laughs> yeah. It's it's only uh, 9999 uh, and just, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway. Lifetime membership. Oh, no, no, that's monthly because the, the stuff I'm dropping is just, it's too lit. <laughs> Daily. Yeah. Um, too no, lit. <laughs> so I'm doing a lot of like, uh, I'm trying to do more like Facebook marketplace. Okay. So I was trying some Craigslist and things like that, but Facebook marketplace has been really good. Uh, and one thing I'm noticing is like you can oftentimes get some great deals on things that even have been posted for a while. So there's a few different niches that I've been kind of alternating through and I'll like kind of spam a certain keyword search for like a week. And then like until I've cleaned out all the things I feel like I can get 
and then I'll move on to another one that I've got and then stuff will have built up. So I'm sure I'm missing things like as soon as they drop the day of, but it, it's tough unless you're like on a computer all the time and you're just hawking out like as soon as people drop stuff or have certain alerts set. Um, there's, I guess what's encouraging from it is you can still like maybe once a week or once in the evening, look up the keywords you're looking for, the items you're looking for. Uh, and you'll find stuff that's been uh, out there for a couple weeks and there's still some really good deals. You just have to deal with the driving to it and picking it up, which isn't always fun, but it's funny you mentioned that because it's, I'm kind of like, I, I'm hearing you share that and I'm kind of like, maybe you shouldn't share that. You know what I mean? But it's out there. Like people yeah. know about it. I mean, if you're on Facebook, you know about marketplace, right? It's been pushed yeah. enough, but it's interesting hearing you say that because you know, you're very big on thrift stores and like, mm -hmm. like now it seems like you're kind of, I say, I don't know if this is the right word, but evolving like in, in your reselling. No, I, I still no? think, I still think thrift stores and garage sales are where one, my love is and two, where I'm making probably most of my profit. Okay. But the nice thing is I can't always get to thrift stores. Like even now I live like 45 minutes away from my work. So that's an hour and a half commute every day. Yeah. Right. And so even just a quick 15 minute stop into a thrift store just almost doesn't happen anymore on my way home. Like I'll go on the weekends, but like by the time I'm getting home, it's already dinner time. I've already been gone for so long. So one of the ways I'm still able to kind of stay somewhat, I don't even want to say competitive because that's not the right word, but to stay active and reselling is on like a 10 minute break. I can just jump on Facebook marketplace or Craigslist, search for a few items and occasionally find something, set up a meetup. And then I'm still, I'm not necessarily wasting time, right? Because that's 10 minutes I was going to sit in my classroom and drink a coffee anyways because I'm on break so I can look stuff up. So it's almost like I'm able to walk into thrift stores, but I'm not walking into thrift stores. But if I were to have the choice, I'd walk into thrift stores every time because there's nothing worse than like, you know, just searching and searching and searching on the internet and that's not true. finding anything. You know? But, you know, I had an experience with Facebook Marketplace last week and I'm using it more too, more on the seller side. And I did something different. I'm not saying this is the way to do it, but I, I kind of like the way I handled this. <laughs> I wanted to share. And I sounded really arrogant. But anyways, <laughs> so I sold a major piece of equipment that would have weighed a lot to ship. And I didn't want to ship it. And and I thought I'd throw it out there. And I, I, I think I shared this equipment with you. And I shared the story yeah. with you. So I, I don't want to share too much because I'm working on certain niches right now. I know we're being pure wow. hustle. We private. really are super vague right we now. We are. Super okay. unhelpful. <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. But, but again, buy stuff, sell it. Now, you'll make a lot of money. We've always been saying. about, hey, getting you there, right? Helping you do things, right? Teaching you. True. you know, well, we don't teach, but you know what I mean? Learning through our mistakes. So I actually did this Facebook transaction in front of a bank. Some of people talk about doing it in front of, you know, a police station or at a Starbucks. So this is why I did a bank. So bear with me here. One, there's cameras outside of banks. Right? And usually they're always working. The ATM camera, the camera at the door. Da -da. Usually there's a security guard, which doesn't mean that that guy is going to risk his life to protect your Facebook marketplace sale. But they're there, right? And they're usually strapped. And then there's always people going in and out, right? If it's in the daytime. So I'm like, huh, I'm going to pick this place. And the other reason is because this was going to require a lot of bills. I thought, what if... I get the bank to certify that the bills are legit. Yeah, you mentioned that on the last podcast. Not did the I last really? one, but the one before that you ha you went in and had them check. Oh, them. I did. Okay, sorry. But here's the thing. I still think that, I mean, maybe people have different opinions. But I'm doing it more and it's it's been it's been good. I think that's so weird, man. I think it's so weird. I think you'd be better off 
paying the $5 or $10 to buy a bill checker on Amazon and just pull it out of your pocket. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it in front of a bank, but like to bring somebody in the inconvenience to have them go in with you and then stand in line and put the money in front of a teller. Like that's just bizarre to me. I don't know, but it, it's, it, listen, if people want to make a deal, you got to jump through the hoops that I put Yeah, out. but, but are, are those like unnecessary hoops though? Like when you could just like wipe it with one of the pins, like why make them potentially wait an extra 10 minutes and go inside with you? And they're like, I, it wasn't 10 minutes, but I see your point. I just, to me, I really, I like it. I like it because one, I feel safe uh, and not that things can't happen outside of a bank. Two, I feel safe about the money I'm getting because the easiest bills to be counterfeited are 20s. Those are the most counterfeited bills. And, and three, it kind of gives us security. The other person felt safe too, right? Because if you look at me, like if you're listening to podcasts, if you watch me on YouTube, like if you didn't know me, and you didn't know I was this kind of like funny, I'm not I'm saying funny, but like I like to have a good time kind of guy. You'd be like, who, who is this dude that's showing up? Like randomly opening his trunk and he's trying to sell me something from his trunk? Like, you know, that could put off some people. I'm just saying. Yeah, and so instead you say, come with me into this building. I want to make <laughs> you stand here and talk with me. Look, pull it up on Amazon right now. You can get a five pack of counterfeit pins for fake money. Seven ninety seven. That probably lasts you a lifetime. That is true. Okay. Anyways, let me know your comments below. I like to know what people think. Yeah. If you were to, if, I'm just saying, like, if I were to go to, because I'm, I'm on the other end of that, right? Like, I'm buying stuff on Facebook Marketplace all the time. If I were to meet someone and they're like, "Hey, let's meet at this at a bank," I'd be like, "All right." And what, what should be just a quick transaction? I would, I would not be offended at all if they check my money. But if they're like, "Come inside the building with me," I'd be like, "Are you kidding me right now?" I'm just, I mean. Don't you think? I, I, I don't know. Well, obviously, I don't. Obviously, I'm a, I think differently than you on this mm. one. So, all right. Anyways, comments below. All right. Anything else you'd like to share? Are we good with that one? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, let, let me, let's talk about the fails. Now, I got some random story fails, but I didn't hit my 2K listens. I don't know why I even said that. So, I'm at like 1,800 something. I, I mentioned I wanted to be a 2K by the next update episode. <coughs> But I have a good problem. Things kept selling. And then I was too busy sourcing a lot of great stuff. And it was a reminder. It's kind of nice. I haven't been to thrift stores in a long, like there was a period of time in Q4 where I didn't go to thrift stores at all. And I haven't been to a garage sale in a long, it's probably been two months. And so I went up to LA and, you know, I met up with Hugo and Tiffany. So quick, ship quick. They're going to laugh because this is their, you know, consistent mention of them in every single podcast that we do. So every update episode, at least. Yeah. How much are they paying us for advertisement? <laughs> Anyways, Just check kidding. them out. So quick, so quick. <laughs> All right. So go to LA and I go to this thrift store and I, you know, a lot of this we share on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should, unless you like surprises on the podcast, but you should follow us because we share a lot of other stuff. And I go in and a year, uh, not a year, I would say two months ago, that's a big time difference. Two months ago, I walk in there and they had all these vintage Reebok pumps. If you know anything about Reebok pumps from the 90s, you remember those shoes? The uh-huh. Okay. Those can sell for $100 to $200 if they're brand new with tags. So um, two months ago, this store was trying to sell them for $150. And I remember going in there and actually trying to negotiate. Obviously, I didn't read Never Split the Difference. Check up our level up review. Maybe I would have negotiated better. But, you know, they didn't budge on price. I show up. They're $20 on a table. 
So I'm like, what is going on here? Like, are these fake? Is there something not right with these? I check them all out. No, they're authentic. They're good to go $20 a piece. And it reminded me of the fact that, number one, not everyone knows everything, right? So if you see a reseller in a store, it doesn't mean that store has been cleaned out. I would say when it comes to RA, even, you can make that argument because not everybody has scanned or picks up the same items. Number two, it doesn't matter when you show up to a store. So I had two instances. The first time was in LA at the store. I showed up to the store an hour after opening. So I'm like, oh man, all the goods have gone. Probably all the disciplined resellers showed up right when it opened. And sure enough, I picked up these shoes. I was only able to pick up five, but for 20 bucks a piece. And I'm probably going to, you know, net a hundred dollars on each of them. Right. This was middle of the day. The other day I show up at another thrift store and it, I'm there. I wanted to get there right at night. You know, our uh, our store, not mm. the store here, no, but yeah. the store. The store that we go to, yeah. the honey hole that you'll so, never know about. <laughs> Some of you know that follow us <laughs> that are local. So that store is like Black Friday every time they open their doors. It's true. Right? People it are really like shoving is. in and there's a reason why. So I'm like, I'm 20 minutes late. I'm like, oh, like, oh no. Like, I am I going to waste my time here? It was seriously my biggest thrifting day of the year. Now the year's only been in so long. Yeah, we're we're a few weeks. But, in but I would say the biggest thrifting probably in the last year and a half. Nice. Or two weeks. No, no, right. last no, no, year because you started with like last year. Well, two months ago. Okay, so. well, no, no, it's 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 our time frames are like okay. Anyway, you know, like. Five years ago, or maybe it was last week. I don't know, but <laughs> all right, from 2019, beginning of 2019, till now, because I go and people aren't picking up certain shoes. Like I find Mefitzel shoes, I find Doc Martens, I find all kinds of these different brands in there. I'm like, why is no one picking these up? And not only that, there were Merrill items, five dollars, and it was 50 percent off. Two dollars, two dollars and fifty cents. When is the last time you picked up something for two dollars and fifty cents that are a pair of shoes in San Diego? Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. No. So, garage sales sometimes. Yeah, garage sales. So I'm picking up these shoes. My cart is stacked with shoes. I haven't even hit hard goods. I go to hard goods. I find Bose speakers. I find uh, there was this other thing that is it's called the Aeroside. It's kind of like a, think of like a Dyson. Remember those uh, bladeless Dysons? Yep. It's kind of like that, but it was like an air purifier or something. It didn't work. But anyways, it was there. Probably maybe could have picked it up, sold it for parts. I, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, well. I mean, there was all these good. Then I go over to the jackets, all these jackets that people haven't picked up. I go over to now shirts. There was a Harley new with tag shirt that no one touched. I'm like, this is a reminder of to me that number one, there's plenty out there still. Plenty out there. Number two, yes, thrift store prices have, you know, gone up. And we did have an episode where we said we were done with thrift stores. Obviously, that was a little clickbaity. But even then, thrift stores do not get it all right, right? They miss a lot. And then number three is you you just never know when things are going to be put out. You just never know. So I, I spent at that store that day, I think it was around 300 something dollars. I'm probably going to make 2K on everything net. Now, it's going to take time. Right. That, that's the other thing I realized too. I forgot, you know, I've been doing so much Amazon that I forgot that on eBay, it takes a little bit longer to make money, but man, the ROI you get on stuff, it's, it's totally worth it. So 
So that's kind of like my update. So based on that, I have probably over a hundred items from that store. I have another hundred or so items that I sourced when I was in LA. So I should hit that 2K plus my helper is back. My helper, by the way, Mike, my helper is back. She's on it. Like I dropped those stuff off Tuesday within a week, all ready to go listed. So I'm, I'm excited about finally hitting that 2K and seeing where that takes me on eBay. Now I have other plans with eBay, but I'm going to wait till we do our themed Q4 episode till I, you know, not that I need to announce. No one cares, but I'm kind of changing things up a little bit. So that's my nice. update. I like it. All right. Random stories, Mike, what do you got? Um, so this one goes back to one of the uh, Facebook marketplace um, arbitrage things that I did. So I, I found some items that I wanted to buy from this guy that I thought I might be able to flip. And it was really tough because he lauded a whole bunch of things. His ad didn't even have like everything listed, but it was like a certain number of, of these specific items I was looking for and different versions of them. And so I'm trying to just look at pictures to see like, am I going to be able to make money off of this? And I could kind of tell based off the price. I didn't even negotiate or haggle with him price. I was like, okay, like I'm going to make decent amount of profit if I buy these items. And then I get there and he's got all the items. I've actually brought in some bags so I can carry everything out. And he's like, all right, yeah. And he even asked me, is, are you a reseller? Are you like, are these for you? And I was like, a little bit of both. Like, I'll probably keep some, probably resell some. He's like, oh, that's cool. And he goes, oh, and like, I know these are totally like off, like off topic or off, like they, they don't really connect. But like, I had these other things laying around my house. So I decided to just throw them in too. <laughs> what? And I'm like, it's so random. It was weird. I was like, I was expecting him to maybe say like, Hey, do you want to buy this stuff too? But he like, just put it, he like grabbed it and put it in the pile. I was like, so I'm just going to throw this stuff in here too. Like, I know it doesn't really connect at all. And it didn't like, just like imagine the things that I'm buying are books. And the thing he gave me were like electronics. Like that's how different these things were that he threw in. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at, and the stuff that he throws in. So he throws in a dragon dictate like software with like the okay. headphones, right? Okay. And and it's used, but it's got the serial number and stuff. Yeah. And and even use this version, I could probably sell for like 30, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. He throws in a wireless um keyboard, which, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, not not just wireless, but like a Bluetooth one, which I mean there's been a few times where I've been like, I mean kind of cool to have a Bluetooth keyboard. Like I don't know, maybe I'll sell it. I don't know. And this is like the kicker. So I have what's called a Raspberry Pi. Have you ever heard of a Raspberry Pi before? No. Okay, so Raspberry Pi is a computer about the size of like a oh, credit yes, card. I have, right? yeah. Um, and you can use them for all kinds of stuff. Like you could use it like as like a, like a home entertainment system. Like people use them to make robots, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, I have mine that emulate certain video games. And um, it's cool to run as an emulator. But the thing is, you have to have different remotes for it. And I have never bought a remote for it. So I've never used it as an emulator. I've just used it as like a like a home media system and I've been meaning to buy a remote for it like an old Nintendo like USB remote and I have never got one though they're only like 14 or 15 bucks on Amazon but it's just one of those things where it's like it'd be fun to have it but I don't really need it so I've Mm -hmm. never really bought it but like I'd say at least once a month I'm like just scrolling through Amazon I'm like oh I should buy one of those and I'll put it in the cart I'm like no I don't really need it he threw one in it's crazy like the exact one I've been looking at buying he's like yeah I just I know it doesn't really connect to any of this stuff but like you could just have this too and I'm like, what? The? So not only did the stuff he threw in pretty much pay for what I bought, because I only yeah. spent like 60 bucks. Just off the stuff he threw in, I could probably make like 50 bucks off of. But I'm going to keep that remote. And now I have the remote that I've been meaning to buy and I just never have. Like, I probably would have never bought it. But now I have it. 
and it works great. And it's like, how random, like for someone to, like you would imagine if someone's going to throw random stuff in, knowing my luck, it'd be like, here's a used candle and here's like some cat litter and stuff you, I don't yeah. need, you know? But like, this was like something I've been wanting. So I was like, this is so bizarre. Thanks, bro. Have a good one. But that's how local deals are. I, I, I can't, t- I remember it reminds me of a story. I don't know if I shared this one where I picked up an HP financial calculator. And we talked about those mm-hmm. HP calculators that they go for money. So I saw one on OfferUp and they were selling it for like 80. And I think, you know, it was like mm, 40 to 60 and I could flip it for like 200. It's been a while. I show up and I just asked the question like, hey, you have anything else? Or like, oh yeah, I got this and I got that. And I, I remember walking out with a brand new cricket machine that nice. I flipped for 300. And I think she just gave, she's like, you know, I'll just, it's been sitting for a while, 20 bucks. Like that's how that's again, this is going to be this. The title of this episode is going to be something about local deals because now I'm like, I need to get back to that. Yeah. Because I've had uh, over and over again. I remember uh, picking up uh, an Apple uh, iPod vintage sealed for like 20 bucks and flipping it for a hundred. So, Wow, that's awesome that yeah. that happened to you. It was like just, and it was like the thing I wanted. So it wasn't even just like something I could resell for more money, but like just something I've needed that I probably would have never bought for myself. But here it is. Now I have it. And like, like if you were to give me like a list of like 10 things that would be cool to get that you want, but like you'll never probably buy for yourself, that probably would have been on the, the list. And there it is. Like I just have it now. <laughs> and so it's kind of cool. And um, I forgot to mention too, um, they haven't come in yet, but kind of going back to like update. Um, I finally designed and um, ordered the like business cards for oh, myself nice. as a reseller, right? Because we have our Pure Hustle podcast business cards, but like I'm not going to hand somebody a Pure Hustle podcast no, business card don't. if I'm trying to make a contact. No. Um, not just because it would be weird because they could get a hold of of me that way, but um, I don't want you to steal my contacts. I know you would never steal my contact, oh, but you know what I mean? Like, okay, I didn't know Mike was going to go down that road, but all right. I see I'm how it is. Kidding. It's always been like that since day one, day one. It's okay. Yeah, we're good. Know. But, but now I'm going to have, I'm going to, so next time at a place like that, like, yeah, you can just hand them. Hey, if you ever have anything else you want to sell, give me a call, like hit me up, send me a message, whatever. Um, and it's so easy now. Like you don't even have to use your real phone number. It's just get a Google number. Right. Like set up a Google number and you can have it on your phone. I, I'm sure Apple's do it too, but at least my phone for sure has it like Google voice as an app and you can have it set up where when you get text messages and phone calls to that Google number, it just goes straight. It forwards it to your regular phone number. So you can answer the text and the phone calls on your phone, but they don't have your phone number. So you can turn that off. They, you know what I mean? Like it's just such a cool free program. So you can get business cards, make up a business, make up whatever your reselling business is called get an email address, get a Google number and hand out business cards. I'm super excited to try it because I have a film, man. If I just lay them out, just like boom, 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 take one, take one. You take a business card for you, business card for you. Give me a call. Like if I give out a hundred of them, I'm sure at least one or two people will call me back. You should, you should listen to the podcast back in the day. And when I would tell Mike, you should share that you're a reseller. And now Mike's talking about giving away his card like candy. Business card for you. Get a business card. <laughs> you get five business cards. Just give them out. You know, but like here's, there are times when I think it's not a good idea to share. And here's, oh, here we go. Here's an example. Retraction. And I almost bought it today, but I didn't want to deal with the, uh, like, I just don't have space and I don't want to sell locally very much. Um, but there was a twin stroller so a stroller that's like side by side yeah like a bob stroller kind of deal yeah but not bob so it was like a it was like another brand but four twins so like the exact same like side by side and the lady wasn't asking very much for it she i heard her like debating with somebody else or negotiating with somebody else and i'm thinking oh i should just swoop in and buy that um and i could probably talk her down even more from where she's at but i'm thinking if i came in and told her i was a reseller she probably wouldn't give me the same deal she's 
about to give this lady who looks like she's buying it for her kids. You know what I mean? So if I'm like, I'm not, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily the right thing to do. You should get a picture of your children when you show up. I, there, I mean, if you, if you, you don't have to say you're doing it, but if you're implying like, oh man, like this is like the perfect size for my son. You know what I mean? Like you could also frame the question and go, Hey, I'm a reseller, but I'd really love to get this to the right home that somebody would need it. And I could be that middleman and, you know, let me buy, and, you know, let's work on a price and I'll make sure it goes to a good home. I've yeah. done that before and it's worked. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you're like, no, I don't know. I mean, you're probably right, but like, I, I do think there's times when them thinking that it's going, that you're the good home is probably better for you, but it, it definitely has worked to my advantage to tell people I've been a reseller recently. So okay, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Hey, he never even showed me the cards. That's how, that's how, you know, yeah. protective Mike is of his contacts. Yeah. All right. I'm I secretive. I'm like a, I'm like a, uh, secret spy. No, but we got to go sourcing. We haven't done a sourcing video in a while. That's true. So we probably need to go sourcing sometime. We'll, we'll go to a place where there'll be plenty for both of us. All right. Let's hope we can find a place like that because I'm greedy. <laughs> All right. So actually, my stories aren't as good and positive as yours. So I just wanted to share this because I always like sharing my fails so you can learn and not do the same thing. So first thing, if you're on Instagram, you caught this. So I go when I'm in LA, I source this Lego. Now, this was a Lego like Batman and Wonder Woman and other characters. It was a Duplo. And, you know, Duplo, I don't, you know, I generally don't think it goes for a lot of money. Well, this one, if you had it complete, you could sell it for $80 to $100 used. If you had it all sealed and everything, it was over 100 bucks. So I pick it up at the store that shall not be named for $6. And, you know, if you caught us on the live, you know what I'm talking about. But we only had like 50 people on the live, so... I'm going to share this because I don't think everybody watched it. So I thought it'd be really cool to do an unboxing of this Lego box, right? Live on Instagram. So in this Lego box, if I, I paid $6, if I just found the Wonder Woman with the motorcycle sealed, I could sell that for 30 and I'd be making a profit. Nice. Right. It was, it was just, and I didn't think about, you know, I've never done Duplo. I, I've, you know, sold Legos galore, but not a Duplo. So I, you know, I'm really excited. I go to, I, you know, we go live on Instagram. I'm doing the unboxing with uh, Hugo and Tiffany and I open it and I see pink blocks. I'm like these pink blocks don't go with the kit. Mm. So I'm like, all right, let's see what else is in here. I pull it out more. Oh no, these aren't even Duplos. These are mega blocks. Nice. Like and, and you know the resale hey, value. I made money on Mega Blocks. Yeah, but sure, it, it was it, like it, fifty it, pounds, but but it, but it's not it's not the same. It's not. like not at all. So I end up opening this whole thing. I got scammed by the store that shall not be named. Now some of you are gonna call me out right now and said, Orlando, why didn't you open the box at the store? Because it was already open. It was sealed by their employees. Okay, it was for the gram. <laughs> all right, I just wanted. You did it for the gram. I did it for the gram. I wanted to. See, I just wanted to see. I wanted to do a reveal, and sure enough, I lost. But here's there's a good part to the story. So somebody on Instagram contacted me, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna shout her out. So Clara, and her IG is the dot nerdy dot mom. Contacted me. She posted this on Instagram, so I'm sure I'm okay sharing this. And she said, "Hey, I got that at a yard sale for my kids, and they're playing with it. It's time for me to get it back." And so, oh, man. so she goes and she starts looking and she's like, Hey, I found this. Hey, I found the wonder woman. I can't find the motorcycle. And she's like, unfortunately I don't have the box. So I'm like, 
I got a box. Yeah. So I shipped her the box. She has a box now. She has a, she's looking for like one more piece. She's going to go on eBay and purchase it and she's going to put it all together and see if she can flip it. Sometimes you got to piece it out, man. So we should make that a hustle of the week if it happens because we contributed to the hustle of the week. But it was kind of, again, this is why I always say sharing on, sharing on social media, as long as you share the right stuff and we've had episodes on that can help, right? I posted this on Instagram. The ROI, I'm not going to get my money back, but the ROI of knowing that I helped somebody else make money. Definitely and and so here's the thing. You're totally fair with that right now. Like you, you feel like that's a fair thing, but imagine going back to, if you didn't listen to our last episode with, from never split the difference, if you were to find out she made a million dollars off that sale, you might be like, I want my cut. I, I'll, no, I'll be real. Yeah, it's, true. <laughs> it, it's very true. It's very true. Uh, but you know, you hear stories about good Samaritans. Like I think the latest story is somebody bought or got a, like a used couch from somebody and they found like $43,000 inside the couch that the grandfather was like hiding away and he'd returned it all. I don't know if I would. Hey, maybe he was like me when we found all that money in our mailbox at the, uh, at our mail place. Oh, we thought yeah, maybe yeah. it was drug money. But, Give him the money back. Well, okay. Don't come after me. Don't but kill me. if you didn't think it was drug money, would you have given it back? I mean, somebody's going to miss $43,000. Yeah, I know. I know. But it was in maybe, the couch. Who did I sell that couch to? They're dead. <laughs> I know. Wow. Worst case scenario. All right. So that's story number one. Story number two is, so I sold uh, one of my Q4 hot items after Q4 and I already had shipped the stuff into the Amazon warehouse. Well, I, I forgot to delete it from my Merchant Fulfilled inventory. So it sold on Merchant Fulfilled. Great. I, don't, I didn't even have it. Now, if you know anything about Merchant Fulfilled on Amazon, if you don't sell a lot of it and you get a ding, it's going to hurt your metrics. And you get even to the place where like one thing can cause you to almost be suspended. So I'm trying to figure out a solution. And, you know, I, I'm talking, I'm, I'm in LA when this happens. I'm talking to so quick, ship quick. And, and, you know, I came to the conclusion that I should drop ship this. Hey, people drop ship all the time. So I buy it off of Amazon to drop ship to somebody on, you know, that bought it from me through Amazon. So I'm like, this will get through Prime. I'll send it as a gift. No problem. From the very beginning, I had a problem. The first one is, and again, I'm sure I'll get called out, but I didn't know that, you know, and I knew, but I didn't know that Amazon uses its own carrier. Like Amazon is a carrier. So I can't put Amazon tracking because it's not going to show them that. Like, it'll, if you bought it, it'll show you the tracking, but it's not going to show the, like, if it was a USPS tracking number and I put that on, you know, when I shipped it, they could track it through the USPS. So th this company had no way. Now, I got lucky because this was a business, at least for now. I might come up with an update that I got slammed for this. So then I'm waiting, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, it'll arrive. It's going to arrive early. Sweet. I'll be good. Doesn't arrive. I, I see the message. Expected late delivery. We apologize about oh, this. No. I'm like, oh, no. Hey, but it's Amazon's uh, system. They should have to, like, if anything, they should be the ones that okay. gets the negative ding on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you think. And then two days later, they're like, oh, it didn't arrive today. Expect it tomorrow. I'm like, oh, this is getting tricky. Next day shows up. Unfortunately, we've lost a package. You can, you can refund it or get a replacement. And, you know, and whatever, you're welcome to keep the item. Keep the item. I'm like, what? What? Like, did this, this just happen? You, this is what you get for drop shipping. Okay. But I'm like, what? Like, seriously, of all the times, the one time I try to drop ship, 
this happens. So I went to the buyer and I refunded. And I'm so like, I'm, unfortunately, based on the tracking, it seems your package got lost. You're welcome to keep it. Here's a full refund. Now, I think what played to my favor is that it's a business and they're not going to take it as personal unless it was somebody using a business account, mm. right, to get it to them. So stay tuned. And here's the funny thing. The same item that I just sold on FBA, guess what? I got a return on it. And you know what it said? Did not meet fulfillment process. Promise. And so you know what that means? They lost my inventory of the same item. So they just don't know how to ship that item. I don't know what's going on. So potentially in in one day, I lost close to $200 based on those two items. Anyways. so That th- happens, man. My, but rough. my question is, so if Amazon goes, hey, the buyer says they never got the package. And I say, well, you guys lost it. Are they going to ding me? For drop shipping on their program? Yeah. Or can I go, hey. Shouldn't your metrics be hurt too? Like, anyways, yeah, that's that not works. gonna happen. That, that's not gonna work that's, at all. That'll work. I'm sure they'll ha- they'll take that. They'll love that. That'll be good. Well, anyways, they'll love that. That is do it. <laughs> that is my random stories. I like it. All right, are we current current topics. Current topics. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Instagram real quick. So, if you haven't had a chance yet on social media, we are Pure Soul Co- Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and on TikTok. And thank you all of you that have jumped over from TikTok uh, to Instagram or you've been listening to the podcast. And to all our loyal Facebook followers, I want to let you know I appreciate all of you. Thank you for your patience when we reply sometimes to comments two weeks after the fact. We're sorry about that. We're trying to keep up on all these platforms right now, but it's getting kind of tough right now. But it's a good thing because that means we're growing. And on Twitter, we're Pure Soul Podcast. Hey, no, we're Pure Soul Cast on Twitter. We're at a, we're going to be at 650. We might be at 700 by the time this podcast. Like, Twitter's growing. It's good. So, and also, is there anywhere else people are following us? Hey, if you haven't had a chance yet, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that bell notification if you'd like to see what's going on. If you'd like to see any updates on our background, uh, you're welcome to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're always welcome to give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at purestopodcast at gmail.com. That is purestopodcast at gmail.com. There's also a link if you want to say thank you in a monetary way. Uh, we always appreciate any donations. They help us, like, you know, spruce up the studio or get new swag or, you know, try to make an investments like our white mug private label that we're still figuring if, a way that we can economically sell it without losing money on it. Because right now we'd lose money if we try to sell it. Yeah, and I wouldn't sell this. I'm gonna. We're we're still gonna work on like a really nice campfire mug that. Oh yeah, you guys would really it. appreciate and love. You know that that is what you guys deserve, and we will give you nothing less. <laughs> yes, than what you deserve. Now we still may go down the route that you know people can just support us because they love the podcast and we may give away a mug as part of that giveaway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, PBS gives away a duffel bag. Why can't PHP give away a mug? Yeah. Join, be a, be part of our partner program and just partner with us because you love us and we'll show our love back by giving you a gift for, for your continuous continuing <laughs> donation of any amount, at least $5. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. We'll see hey, how it goes. Uh, content hundred percent free. All right. And uh, reviews. Thank you for all the reviews. They're awesome. Just appreciate that. All right. Are you ready for reseller topics? That's right. It's that time for our reseller current events. Things are heating up out there. 
What do you got for us? I feel like I'm going to go, all right, Mike, from whatever, tell us what's going on. All right. Um, so the first thing is, you know, we mentioned a while back how Kohl's was a line returns. Amazon returned to the store and they're yep. hoping for foot traffic. Yep. You know how that went? I'm assuming not super good. <laughs> Terrible. Like Kohl's, I guess it didn't work out. So it was something that they were pushing and in the end, they actually had lower, lower, like returns, lower business, like lower, like money, like return on investment. Like they didn't make more money. They actually had a poor producing Q4. Yeah. People came in uh, just to return and didn't buy stuff. Like the whole foot traffic thing didn't work out. And, and if you think about it, people who are shopping uh, a lot on Amazon, you know, they're probably not that impressed walking into a store and seeing like, Ooh, like any of this stuff in here I could buy. Right. Cause like. Amazon is like literally buy anything in the whole world, right? So, I mean, there is still something that people are more likely to buy something from your store if they're in there because if they don't come in, they're not going to buy anything from your store. Uh, But I could see why people would just show up. Like, I just need to drop it off really quick. I mean, just like, you know, when AT&T has you, you know, return your router at the UPS or FedEx or however they do that, like chances are you're walking in just to do that and you're not like, well, I'm here. I might as well buy some boxes and ship a package. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. People are just going in and they're doing it. But it's it's wild because, and let me read here real quick. It says, this is from The Motley Fool. Uh, Despite analysts, expect, analysts expecting only tepid sales growth for Kohl's for the Christmas season, the retailer wasn't even able to make it over the low hurdle. Comparable store sales fell for the November to December holiday shopping period. Now, here's the hard part, though, is there is no, there is no test, like, a control group to say like, how would Kohl's have done without Amazon returns? Right. So like, yeah, this didn't, I no, that's true. So like maybe it did help them. Maybe it helped them significantly, but because they didn't reach like a certain metric, they're like, Oh, well we didn't, it didn't help us. But would Kohl's have looked worse without, is this just the it's nature very of possible a lot it of, would have been worse. Yeah. So is this just the nature of a lot of retail businesses? Cause I mean, there are certain retailers, um, brick and mortar stores that are always going to do well and that are doing a really good job of competing. I mean, I think, Target, Walmart, you know, there's some places that are still doing pretty good. But, you know, like Coles, I don't know. I know there's some Loyals Coles fans, but like they just, they don't seem like. See, when I posted this on Instagram, everybody that said they love Coles were resellers that said they love sourcing at Coles. Yeah, like. But everybody else who went there to shop for themselves said it was terrible. Yeah, I I mean, I know a couple of people who like Coles because they do like the Coles bucks where like they give you like free money basically to buy stuff. And people are like, yeah, they basically pay me to shop there. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. Like like if a place has to do all kinds of stuff to get you in the door. I mean, marketing is good, but like your products and pricing should like speak for itself. Like you should want to be there. Like if they always have to do like gimmicks to get you in the door, it's almost like I feel like a car lot where they're like, and yeah. we have a circus and if we have a scratcher come in and you might get a free key and try it in a car. Like, I don't know. Like when you have to use gimmicks to get people in the door, like it just tells me maybe it's just, you're not competitive in the market. And I don't know if like Kohl's, it, it might just not be 2020 might not be the year for Kohl's. But I think that overall, I think we keep sharing these stories. It's going to be interesting when we're doing the podcast 10 years from now, right? We'll still be here. PHP be interesting. We would have, Several thousand episodes by then. How cool would that be? Would it be several thousand? That's intense, man. Well, think about it. We've had a hundred a year. A hundred a year. So by 10. Okay. 
couple thousand. Well, or maybe we ramp it. Maybe this is a daily thing by that time. Yeah. You know, we, we got to a place where Welcome to PHP Daily Show. Yeah, there you go. Gary V went, you know, Gary V went weekly. We're gonna go daily. Just change it up. So all right. Anyways, so it's funny because they said well, ge- not funny. While geolocation surveys suggest more customers have come to cold stores following the program's r- rollout, the sales results make it obvious they've purchased very little, if anything. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. I'm like, wow. Like, whew. okay. So what does this say? It says that e-commerce is still moving with great momentum. And it's not just business. I one of the things I've seen lately on on YouTube and and on social media, sustainability is a very big deal right now. Yeah, and honestly, though, I think I think there's some sometimes unfair unfair like metrics people give when they talk about sustainability. Because like when you talk about brick and mortar, like the cost, the overhead of a brick and mortar. Well, realistically, you can if you're not looking at all the numbers fairly you could say like they have a bigger footprint or they have a bigger, you know, whatever. And I know you're talking specifically about like secondhand market, right? But yeah, like we're course. talking a lot of e-commerce, like secondhand market on e-commerce is significantly lower than like new, like Amazon brand new attack type stuff, mm-hmm. right? Is, is quite a bit higher. And like, yeah, if you look at it though, like there still has to be warehouses, there have to be drivers, there have to be mm-hmm. like the total like impact on, on the economy as a whole is probably pretty equivalent. Now, things shift, right? Like there might be fewer people working cash registers, but there's more people working coding on computers, right? So it's going to kind of be the same. It's just a shift in technology and that technology shift. I mean, yeah, part of it will be the sustainability issue of people wanting to buy secondhand stuff, which makes platforms like eBay do better, especially as younger generations are coming up. And that's kind of cool and trendy, at least for now. It's super trendy right now. It's, and I, you know, we're on TikTok and people are talking about thrift stores to just shop. Not to resell, which to me, growing up, like you didn't go to the thrift store, right? I mean, maybe I was just weird. Maybe we were like bougie, but I mean, we weren't. And the thrift store was kind of like, and I've shared this before. Like I always thought it was gross and now it's like, cool. How weird is that? Super cool, man. Super cool. Trendy. The other interesting thing, and it's not related to anything I have written anywhere, but I've seen people on Instagram talk about that brands are going to seek to protect their brands even more. And so that might affect the secondhand market. I don't know. We'll have to see how that plays out. You know what I mean? Like people are worried about not just counterfeits, but maybe certain brands are going to be like, no, we can only resell our own brand. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. That'd be a difficult thing to do. I mean, I've had stuff. I agree. I've had stuff where like eBay's had me take down a listing because somebody put on a complaint against it. And it's like, man, I bought this thing. I should be able to sell yeah. it. Like I own it. Like, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I could see why companies would want to do that. I mean, you've had that with Amazon for sure with, with things. Oh yeah. That, but know. it's only been new items. I've never had it. I've had it only happen. Like it's, we're talking about Vero listings. So Vero listings, if, if you're new to eBay are, uh, when something gets Vero'd, it's a company says, Hey, th- that's our product. No one else should be allowed to sell it. And they'll pull your listing. And so, but I haven't trying to think the only time I got Vero listed was on a vintage hat from a surf shop in San Diego. Yeah. But you've, you've talked about like before, like, what was it? Something like a dog, like a pet product. Oh yeah. But that was on Amazon. That was a new audio. Yeah. A new item. So, so I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I thought it was interesting. All right. Next FedEx is coming back to Amazon. 
Yay. No, it's okay. I know you don't do a lot of Amazon, but okay. If you have you noticed the eBay rates for FedEx, it's outstanding. Yeah. Like, like, so eBay was able to broker a better deal on FedEx than they had in 2019. That's good. So I'll give you an example. I just shipped out this huge device that weighed about 50 pounds and it was about uh, 22 by 19 by 22 or something like that. And if I did it through the post office, even if I did parcel, it was parcel. Help me out here, Mike. Parcel. I don't know if my ex, I don't know what just happened. Anyways, (laughs) parcel. You should be parcel. Parcel. You got to say it like that. So, 80, it was going to be $80. I go to FedEx, 40 bucks. Nice. That's beautiful. So I, you know, I'm team FedEx when it comes to, you know, cause UPS is good, but UPS depends. Sometimes like it's a little more pricey than FedEx and, and UPS does have that 25% discount with PayPal. Anyway, saying all that. So Amazon lifted the ban on FedEx ground. And I guess the ban happened because they weren't liking how long, like, I guess FedEx times weren't working out. Like things were being delivered late. And so I haven't seen it myself. I sent out a, a few orders, a, I don't know, three, four days ago. Maybe it would, the option for FedEx was there. I didn't see it there. But, you know, this could be a good thing. So just keep an eye because this is kind of, kind of now it doesn't mean that Amazon's making business with FedEx necessarily like they were before. But remember, FedEx was, was cheaper than UPS. And I felt that FedEx was easier because... While I love the UPS store I go to, like I'm friends with everyone there and they're awesome. Those stores, they close around six and FedEx is open later. So you're able to drop off stuff later. So that's why I like FedEx. Yeah, that's nice for sure. All right. I got more drop shipping stuff to talk about. What'd you get? Okay. So do you remember like any, whenever any social media platform hits, like all the people are trying to take advantage of their organic reach. Right. Right. Like, and usually it brings in, I would say all the scammy people like right away. So those of you that follow us on, on TikTok, like you, you would probably agree with us that the number one e-commerce thing being sold right now is drop shipping. Like on Instagram, you see it now. We're not opposed to drop shipping, but there are some shady aspects to drop shipping, just as there's some shady aspects to Amazon FBA. There's some shady aspects of people selling fake stuff on eBay. So please understand we're not trying to label all drop shipping as bad, but I feel right now. And I'm, I, I feel like since we have kind of an audience and we have a younger audience that's coming on board too now that, you know, being real about drop shipping because drop shipping could be valuable. I personally have not experienced that with the people I know that drop shipped. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think it's like you mentioned it, like you said, like specifically with like new social medias, but I think drop shipping is a good example of like the type of thing you see even on any kind of social media or any type of um, advertising where when there's a lot of people pushing it to advertise something there, I don't want to always say it's a scam because some things aren't and there's some people who drop ship legitimately and it's not scammy. But anytime you see somebody like, I could teach you how to do this. And it's just like, it's so buy easy this course, from buy home. This program. Yeah. And I remember like, I remember even as a kid, like I'd watch these things with like, you can buy houses. Like it is like infomercials, right? Like, yeah. and it almost takes you back to like the infomercial days where people would like sell like 
ideas on how you can make a ton of money. And yeah, like there was some like, all you've got to do is send in like $199 and we'll give you the whole, like the thing that teach you how to buy. Like you can literally buy houses, pennies on the dollar. Like I bought this house for $2,000 and I was able to sell for $300,000. You can do this too. All you have to do is send in $199. And I remember just thinking like, if that's a legitimate thing, why would they care about getting $199 when they can just keep buying these houses, mm -hmm. right? Like, so a lot of times those people, if their source of income is you giving them a little bit of money because this thing is so easy that you can just autopilot and you're making tons of money, it's probably a lie, right? Because if it was that easy and it could just keep expanding and it's autopilot, they would just keep expanding and they wouldn't, they wouldn't care about your $20 or your little service fee, right? Like, so you kind of have to look at it. if something is seems too easy and someone just promises you, give me $10 and I'll teach you how to make a million. It's super easy. Well, if they know how to do that, like, why do they care about the 10 bucks? So I, I just think you got to be careful. And I think drop shipping, like Orlando is saying, is a good example of that, where you're seeing a lot of people who are promoting it, where all you have to do is pay a little bit of money and you'll be able to, to bring in, you'll be, you'll be on the beach just like me. And you'll, and the hard part is I feel like it gives all resellers a bad name. Mm -hmm. Don't you like, yeah. Well, so anytime anybody sells a dream without sell, you know, showing what it takes to get to that dream in, in a very authentic way. Yeah, it does. Because we've always said it like there are people, I, there are people I know that do really well in FBA. I, I'm telling you, I it, there are, it, it's very doable, but <sighs> it wasn't like they just got on there. And again, maybe we don't know the right people. <laughs> I always say that. You know, because I do understand people that are wealthy are only in certain circles and maybe we're not in those circles, but it's not as it's not as easy as it seems for the most part. So with all that being said, so it's kind of interesting because uh, Zach Rosa um, as on Instagram, he made a video on, on TikTok and he's from San Diego, too. And uh, he it was kind of interesting. I just wanted to shout that out because he made a video where you could like alter like how many products you're selling and it changes how much money you make. You know, when people show like how much I've made, I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Like, I didn't know that because you look at dropshipping numbers and it's like hundred, you know, hundred thousand dollars or two million. I'm like, if you could really alter numbers like that, like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this is, okay. So let's say it's legitimate. Let's say it's real. Right. And again, I've had experience. I, I can, I'll share three of them real quick. One is our close friend who did dropshipping with football jerseys. You know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know? I thought we, thought, we talked about this. About. So we had a friend that at one point found a way to, you know, find football jerseys from China. I don't know if they're authentic or not. It doesn't matter. But was selling them. I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but was buying them super cheap. And so somebody would buy them on eBay. He'd buy them from there. Right. That's how dropshipping works. You buy it from a third party and then you get the third party to ship it. Mm -hmm. Right. Well. His his account got destroyed because the shipping took like two weeks, yeah. and he got all this negative feedback. And like he he made a lot of money, but this is why people have stealth accounts, yep. right? Because if you buy out a legitimate account from someone, and it's not tied to you at all, well, it doesn't matter if that account gets destroyed. You just get another account. And you keep keep moving. People buy accounts. Uh huh. Yeah, that's, we haven't talked about stealth accounts in here yet. It's a whole another world. That's crazy. The whole now, not saying that everybody that buys stealth accounts is being shady. There's other reasons to use stealth accounts, like maybe you have a different niche you're opening up, or maybe. But couldn't you just open your own account? Like, why would you buy an a, account from somebody else? Because you just you want to make sure that your feedback's all good, and if anything goes bad, you want to be able to walk away from it. I, right. I, I I I hear what you're saying. 
You're, you're right, ninety nine, nine 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 percent. Yes. Okay. You, usually, it, it, you. Anyways, I don't want to get into this, but stealth accounts. <laughs> stealth, uh, stealth accounts. Are, I don't have any. If in case you're wondering, How's your stealth account. I have on, no on, stealth no. accounts. I have the only account that we have. Hey, by the way, it's actually a new niche that uh, we're involved in at PRS Podcast. If you'd like to buy your stealth accounts from us, we've got you know just for easy nine ninety nine payment, we'll be able to send yeah. you, like, there you go. a lesson, teach you how to make millions, oh, and it, it'll come with the stealth account. We're gonna lose all the followers that have stealth accounts. We know that we have followers and listeners, so that's why I'm being careful because I know some are for legitimate reasons. Uh, by the way. Speaking of legitimate reasons, we're on the eBay for Business podcast. What? Right, and well, it just we were yesterday. We were yesterday. It dropped yesterday. But if you haven't get a chance, gotten a chance, check us out. eBay for Business podcast worth talking about thrifting. Actually, we think we were on yesterday. We're actually recording this before it airs, so we're assuming it's actually going to air. No, it is. It is going to air. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, anything can happen. Technical difficulties, right? Okay, like, but Tuesday, January twenty-one, it's supposed to drop. Yes. So that is. So check us out. Pure the podcast on EV for business podcast. Whoop, whoop. All right. So where was I going with? This? Okay. So let's say it's legitimate. Let's say you do. So here's some things you need to think about. And I take this from an article about, uh, what was it titled? Dropshipping. Why it won't help you build a multi-million dollar online store. This was put out by some business community uh, page. Anyways, I thought that had some great points. I just wanted to share. If you're considering dropshipping, because we're here to help you out. So when you dropship, okay. Remember, if you sell a product that you didn't, you know, you don't really know what the product looks like. You have no control, right? So for instance, my experience, I talked about the item that I drop shipped. I expected Amazon to come through and Amazon didn't come through. So you are at the mercy of that third party. Number two, margins are slim. Okay, right? To be competitive in a drop ship, Right, you may be able to sell it for maybe five, ten dollars more. From everyone that I've talked about, there's one somebody that had contacted me and said, Hey, Orlando, I used to do drop shipping. I spent thousands on advertising, on Facebook advertising, so people could click on my ad. And on top of that, the margins were slim. So I I would I would have a graph that would say I made a hundred thousand dollars, but I only made ten thousand dollars, which monthly, it's not bad. 120k net. Not bad. Okay, maybe we should drop ship. Yeah, um, I'm now officially a dropshipper. <laughs> okay, right. If I can make ten thousand a month, okay. But the other thing is, we know other dropshippers that it's a lot of work. You have to be on top of all of, all of it. Now, there are dropship companies that have software that make it easier for you, right, to take care of all that process. Because you know you have to message people, hey, send it as a gift. Don't put anything in the package. Blah 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 blah. So there's that. And then let me share this example here. So they talk about. Uh, you know, that some drop shippers, they make most of their money on courses. Like you talked about, they don't make money on drop shipping. So this is what this page shared. They said, for example, online training program, dropship lifestyles courses, courses priced from 1,297 to 4,997. I wonder if they read, never split the difference yeah, about a specific price. Yeah. If you haven't checked that out in our level of review, we talk about this, how Chris Voss says, don't use you know, rounded numbers. Use just specific, specific numbers. Yeah. All right. So the latter includes a ticket to dropshipping retreat in Bali. Well, that sounds nice. Ooh. That promise to teach people how to gain freedom through entrepreneurship by starting a business that provides real value to your customers, to your bank account. The program was founded by twenty twelve in twenty twelve by 
Anton Crayley, who set up his first e-commerce store in 2007 for a $29 investment, made over a million in sales in his second year in business. But Crowley is the exception, not the rule. One dropshipper interviewed on Reply All revealed she had only had two sales in a year. Another said he lost so much money through dropshipping that he wound up sleeping on someone's couch because he couldn't afford to pay his rent. And yet today, he's peddling his own online dropshipping course, which pulled in $28,000 in his first month of existence. Good for you. Like, is that good for you? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you no, made it happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's the worst. That's to no, me. I am messing around. Worst. I'm messing around. That's the worst because, like, I mean, it's one thing to to teach. Like, I am not against people teaching courses. Like, I'm definitely willing to pay money to learn from people who are experienced, that have knowledge, that understand what they're doing, to mentor me, whatever it is. But like, can you imagine paying for a course from somebody to mentor you and come to find out that they're a complete failure in that that field and don't know anything about it? Is that and why the we way do they courses? make their I'm and, the, and the way they make their money is by mentoring people on what they don't know how to do? Like, oh, that's terrible. Just oh, terrible. That's so awful. That's really awful. Anyways, we just thought we you know, we're pretty the podcast. We care about you all, and we just wanted to be real about what we know about dropshipping. And if we're wrong. Comment below. Yeah. No, again, like I said, I'm sure they're, I'm, I'm positive they're really diligent hustlers that are out there crushing it on drop shipping. They're doing it the right way. They're successful at it. Um, With their self accounts. Maybe. I don't know how that works, but I'm just saying. Um, but just like anything else, you're probably getting more people who are selling a dream. And so you got to be careful mm -hmm. with where you're learning mm -hmm. from that kind of stuff. Because if somebody's source of income is to teach you how to do something um, and they are not actually making the money doing the thing that they are teaching, right? Like you just got to be careful. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, even our podcasts, <laughs> if you ever go, I really wonder if what they're doing is real. It's all good. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's why what we do with the podcast, like, we're making money reselling, but there's weeks when I'm like, even on the podcast, I'll say like, man, didn't really list that much yeah. this week, you know, because we try to be real because this is, it's, it's hard work. It's a hustle. There's definitely money that can be made. There's many of our listeners who make 10 times what we make mm -hmm. um, because they're out there working harder. They've, <coughs> they've gotten into better niches, whatever the situation is. But, uh, but man, I hope you never feel like we're trying to sell a dream here because it's tough work, but it's doable. But that's why we document on social media because we want we don't want to just, you know, we can make up stories on the podcast. If we never document on social media, I could be like, oh, I had this hustle of the week. But this is why I, I, I very much push the IG stories because and not so much on YouTube because I want to let you know, like I'm showing this for free because I want you to know, understand, like this is reality. Like this is actually happening. So anyways, just throwing our social out there. Yeah, so now that we've patted ourselves on the back, what's next? <laughs> All right. So eBay glitches. Ooh. Okay. Oh. No, okay. Before we go down that road, oh. I first want to talk about, hey, I think they're fixing the item specifics because I've checked my listings and the, I haven't fixed anything and a lot of them are fixed. So hats off to you, eBay. Thank you. But what's going on, man? Man, the last couple of days, we have not been able to get listings done. Like we've had full days where like it just, the app doesn't work. So then we like uninstall it, reinstall it. It works for like two minutes and it stops working again. It's been rough. So again, I've said this <laughs> And it's before. been slow. Like our sales have been low. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's well, part and of that's, it. Like, that is the hard part because we don't know why sales are slow, right? But if glitches happen, your mind goes there. 
Like, because I saw people on Instagram saying that they couldn't, like buyers were contacting them that they couldn't check out and pay for the items. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that would be super frustrating. Now you have to understand, I think people are on different servers because I didn't experience like the glitches you experienced. I didn't experience, mm. right? But I know plenty of people did because plenty of you DM'd us and said, Orlando, are you experiencing this? Like I can't, like the app, I guess the app was done. Yeah, it wasn't working at all for us. Yeah, and for me, it was totally fine. Hmm. So I'm sure people are probably on different servers or yeah. something to that effect. But, uh, you know, eBay for listening, we really would love it if you just had somebody on social media and just explain, hey, this is what's happening, this is what's going on. Because the worst is when you go all day and you hear nothing and then you you, you begin to get just frustrated. Mm. Like, and again, if this was full time, which it was for me, but, you know, I'm on other platforms, I'm on Amazon, so I don't worry and I didn't see it that much. But I just think about like, if things were to go like that for five days straight, that could hurt. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if maybe because of the restructuring, it's going to take a little bit longer for eBay to, you know, get glitches resolved. I know glitches will always be a part, but it just seems that like they just aren't going away. Like if we, you think about our podcast a year ago and now we did go through kind of a glitch gate. That's true. We did when yeah. the first podcast first dropped, but man, I would love like, how about no, no more seller updates, like until everything gets resolved. Is that, is that a crazy idea? Oh, that's a sweet business card, Mike. Yeah, I just pulled up my business card to show Orlando. That is legit. Good for you. Okay. Let me, let me, let me go back to asking you. I like that. All right. The question, do you think. That would be a good thing. No solar updates until things get fixed. Or do you think that I'm pie in the sky? Um, well, here's the thing though. Like you're imagining that the things they have to fix are the only things that need to be updated. Right. Oh, like that's true. That's so, true. So you can't say we're not gonna improve area X and Y in our company because area and B needs to be fixed, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can do two things at one time, right? So I do I do think they can do seller updates and fix things. Um, without putting on hold the fact that like our priority needs to be fixing stuff currently that's broken. Like there's different, there's different departments that are all working on different stuff. So, okay. I just wanted to hear another opinion. So, but Hey, eBay, you're still our bay. We're on the podcast because we love eBay, but, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I just, I just hope all this goes away. But, um, I will tell you out of all the platforms, it's even with through the glitches sales have been great this January. Like super awesome. I'm probably going to make more in January on eBay than I made in November and December combined. That's weird. I only had like the first week of eBay was like, or the first week of eBay, the first week of January and eBay was like fire. And then it's, it's like dropped off. But then we've also been experiencing issues with our app. So I don't know. I don't know. We don't know, but that is our reseller topics. Yeah. We're going to play that new sound one more time. Is that what no, we're waiting for? We only play it once. All right. All right. But it is time for another sound. All right. So, Bolo, what do you got for us? I was waiting for you to talk. Oh, you wanted me to go first? Yeah, because I, I think I talked a lot in this last reseller topics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. So, uh, yeah, this one, I, I try not to be too vague um, or give too, like, Kind of just generic things everybody knows, but uh, today I picked up some some Smallville uh, DVD series, right? Like you know, yeah. like, you know. And here's the thing: you find DVDs 
all the time. In fact, I have a friend who's like, hey, you should help me sell a bunch of DVDs. I got like 400 DVDs. And DVDs are tough because because mm-hmm. there's just, I mean, there's just not a lot of money there. Like they don't sell for very much. It barely covers the shipping. You'd have to be selling in bulk, right? And so even with TV series, sometimes you're like, oh man, like here's, sometimes I find like one of my favorite shows when I was younger, it was 24 and it's like, oh, oh 24 yep. season one and two unopened. This has got to be worth like a ton of money. And you look it up and they sell for like five bucks and you're like, man, what? Like, this is unbelievable. Like, I can't believe how cheap this stuff goes. New stuff obviously still sells for a lot. Like if you're buying like a new series of like Game of Thrones or something like that, like those still sell for a lot. But like older shows, they just don't sell for very much. But here's what I've noticed. And maybe many of you have noticed this too. But if you can lot the entire series, season one through 10 or season one through eight or whatever it is together, even if they're used, the money's there. Agreed. Not for everything, not for all shows, but for a show where, and this is, I'm not saying like necessarily this would be like retail arbitrage or um, eBay arbitrage, but like you go into, oftentimes I go into a thrift store and I can buy like the whole series of whatever show, Smallville, 24, whatever, Friends, Season one for like a couple bucks. There's just not money in selling it. Like I, I would probably lose money if I sold that season. But if I can collect all however many seasons and lot them together and sell them all as one, there might be 70, 80 bucks in there. Right. And so if you're talking like 10 seasons, you paid $2 a season and you're able to sell it for 80 bucks. Well, now all of a sudden there's money. And so a lot of times you can buy complete sets like this at garage sales. Um, or maybe you're only missing a few. And so it can almost become like a collection thing, right? Like where if you're smart enough um, to organize, and I don't know if I am to always organize this, but I've even thought about this with books, right? Like just the Harry Potter book itself, Harry Potter one, not a lot of money in, but if you can find a whole set, all of the books together. Yeah, people do that. We know somebody very close to us that does that. So if you are at garage sales, thrift stores, don't, don't, turn a blind eye to like the one-offs because if you're able to like keep track, you might have like, I have six Harry Potter ones. I've got three Harry Potter twos. I've got eight. And so you just kind of keep them separate. And as you collect full sets, then you lot it and you sell it. Right. And the same works for DVDs. So the reason it's a bolo is because so many people look at it and they don't see money in the individual one that they're missing the ability to start slowly collecting sets Mm -hmm. or to collect a set all at once and then lot and sell them together. Mm -hmm. So that's my bolo. Yeah, no, that's a great bolo. And I'll tell you, the one of the key things you can look at is if it's streaming. If it's streaming on Netflix, Hulu, or Disney Plus, what else is there? Am I missing one? That's the main ones. Netflix, I think I already said that. But if it's streaming, that's where the value goes down. That's why yep. 24 isn't worth anything right now. Yep. But Friends, and this might yep. be too big of a bolo, but uh, Friends is like no longer on Netflix, or it's not yeah. going to be. It's funny. I just checked it because I was because I just I just found a bunch of Friends brand new seal. And you didn't pick them up. I did. I picked them up. Oh, okay. I sold them on on Amazon. I'm uh, I'm ungated on DVDs, but it's funny because I'm now going. Maybe I should have held out on those, right? Because mm. I was sad the other day. I was going through Friends and it was gone. Yep. And I'm like, all right, well. Actually, that's kind of the deal. And I, and maybe Seinfeld is going to be the next one because I think Netflix is getting Seinfeld. Um, but shows that like might not be super popular for people to watch, like to be buying DVDs, come on to streaming services for a time. People get hooked. And then when they go away, it's like, wait a minute, I can't get my mm-hmm. friends fixed or my mm-hmm. Seinfeld fix or whatever it is. Uh, and so that's the time when having <clears throat> having the, the series might be worth it. Yeah. So check it out. I mean, I just sold 
I made good money on a Law and Order series. Like I, I, I showed this on Instagram, but I, I, I think I paid yeah four dollars, and I bought I forget I think it was like eight seasons in total, and I made two hundred and fifty dollars. Nice. So it was it was good. So yeah, that's a nice bolo. Thank you. What you got for me? <laughs> Great. You come out with like this very practical, you know, helpful bolo, and here's Orlando with. Okay, so. You notice I keep Wait, talking. Let me guess. I'm not gonna guess because I saw. I guess, it let's hear it. Oh, you saw it already. Okay, yeah. but like this is what I would have guessed. So all right, oh, really? okay, you can't do that. <laughs> all right, it's so true. this is what I'm. This is what I'm noticing. We are like I thought this 80s 90s trend was like gonna go, like slowly dissipate. It's only getting bigger. I'll give you one example. So. Right now, like, unfortunately, we're on, you know, we're on TikTok and I'm noticing like the look of guys with dangling earrings is coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you see that at your school, but so do you remember, do you remember the show Family Ties? Are you too young to remember that show with, with uh, Justin Bateman? I think it was and Michael J. Fox. Yeah. And, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it on reruns. Okay. So there's this guy, Nick, he's like, Hey, yo. And like, he had this dangling earring, like, and, and the big poofy hair, like mm-hmm. that's, that looks coming back. Which means '80s is still like gaining popularity. Oh yeah, I mean kids at kids at uh, my school were g- doing girls wearing the scrunchies and boys taking yeah, the, the girls scrunchies. Girls. Yeah, G- boys will take the scrunchies and wear them if it's like a sign of like I like this girl, right? Like scrunchies. Yeah, that's the whole Visco thing, which is still popular. So, what what I'm what I'm noticing is that bright colors, <laughs> most vague. But bright colors are selling well. And as long as, you know, if they're... So I've sold a bunch of bright colored Nike, like bright pink, bright green, bright aqua, bright whatever. Like, you remember 80s and and 90s? Like, those were like the colors. Like, they're fire right now. And I would... I I right now am picking up stuff that doesn't even have comps. that are the bright colors. And I'm like, I think this will sell. And it's selling. So keep an eye on that. Bright colors. Actually, I did an Instagram post and, you know, I didn't get that many likes, which I don't, you know, I just want to provide value. I'm not concerned about likes, but I I really think we're missing out because I I think what we're shifting in is that brands still do matter, but you have to remember that looks also matter, like certain fashion trends matter, right? And so if you're able to combine both, Mm -hmm. right, if you're able to find a bright pink guest pair of jeans, if they're out there or a bright pink, I don't know, I don't know if Bugle Boy is a term, but Bugle Boy hasn't come back. You remember Bugle Boy? Uh-uh. Okay, you are, yeah, you're too young. Bugle Boy was a thing. Not saying that it was popular, it's just something we all, you know, some of us had to wear back in the 80s and 90s. Okay, but if you like, the other day I was watching, okay, I shared this on Instagram, I thought this was funny. So, do you remember the movie Teen Wolf? Uh-huh. With Michael J. Fox. Yep. So, I watched it just because I was getting nostalgic because those were the kind of movies I loved when I was a kid. And then I decided to watch Teen Wolf 2. And it, I just thought it was terrible. I mean, it is a good, they did a good job of bringing boxing, being a werewolf, and being a scientist all together. Yeah, which is, you know, a combination that's very difficult to bring together. But, you know, people have a desire to see that those three things brought together on a frequent <laughs> basis. So. But I, I posted this on Instagram because in this movie, there were bolos. Like, Stetson Hat was in the closet. Uh, uh, Bateman was wearing a Sherpa line Levi jacket, which are hot right now. There was an old school North Face backpack on the ground. Like, 
Yeah, so if you wanna if you wanna know what to go into a thrift store and buy, uh, you know, put on Save by the Bell, you know, put on some old eighties and nineties. I'm 90s serious. No, I'm being real. Like, yes. Yeah. Like stuff, the stuff like I've watched even Seinfeld episodes, I'm like, that's hot right now. Mm-hmm. Like people are buying that stuff. So, anyways, the bolo is eighties <laughs> and nineties trending gear, pretty much bright. How about like a cashmere? Cashmere sweater. I don't know about Remember that. that episode from Seinfeld? It had the mark on it. it oh, a- yeah, yeah. That's, he got on super discount uh, for Elaine. And then every we we actually talked about that already on the podcast yeah. where she was all good with it until she found out that he got it for super cheap because it had a stain on it. Yeah. And give it to somebody else. Yes. She was happy with it. That was a hilarious it. episode. Yeah, good. Anyway, so that is my bolo. Do with it what you will. I thought it was a helpful bolo. Yeah. 80s and 90s stuff. No. <laughs> That's bright and that's trendy and you can maybe see in the very classic movies from back in the day. So Orlando's Bolo is stuff that sells well. (laughs) All right. Okay, let's move on. What are you looking forward to, Mike? Um so gosh, it's tough because we usually try and say like what we're looking forward to for like this upcoming week, right? And I don't want to say reselling is gonna have to slow down a little bit because I'll be back in time for like garage sales and the weekend and stuff, but um Probably actually at the time this is playing right now, I'll be at sixth grade camp. Um, I'm a I'm a middle school teacher now, so it's weird to go from high school to middle school. Um, I actually I like it a whole lot more than I thought I would. I thought really? I was gonna I thought I was gonna go into middle school and just kind of be like, eh, I'll I'll just do it for a year or two. And but I, I really really am enjoying it. Um, so this is going to be my first time going to really to any camp. Um, like as like a group, like I've done like I've gone camping, uh, and this is obviously my first time going to like specifically sixth grade camp. So what I'm, I guess what I'm looking forward to with that is I'm going to miss my wife. I'm going to miss my son. I'm going to miss, you know, all of that. But, Orlando. um, yeah, I'll miss you too. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but what I'm, what I think I'm kind of excited for is kind of being forced to disconnect. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, um, where I'm not going to be able to just go crazy and work like, 10x like all the time like because it's exhausting and there's times where you kind of feel bad like you get a day off but you're like there's so many things to do uh but it's gonna kind of be nice to be like oh there's really nothing i can do i don't even have a car where i can like go and do some more work it's like i drove a bus up here like you know there's not there's nowhere for me to go there's nothing for me to do i don't have cell signal like i'm just gonna take a nap or read a book and so i'm kind of looking forward to a little bit of that and then when i come back it's gonna be like some family time and then garage sales. So, you know, and I'll be excited for it. Not just like, Oh, I'm so exhausted. I guess I have to wake up. I want to hear your perspective. Cause I had that happen to me. It wasn't by choice and it was miserable. It like, might be. So it might be. Did I share the story about when I ended up at Catalina Island and we ended up, it was a senior trip where we ended up on the boy scout part. Oh yeah. You didn't mention. And yeah. like, there was nothing. I, I mean, and there were kids that were wealthy that were like, I'm going to have my parents fly in a helicopter and fly me out of here. Like, it was it was bad. But hopefully you have a great time. Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay. All right. What about you? What are you looking forward to? <laughs> um, same thing from last time. <laughs> so I want to get Try to-, to take over the world. <laughs> no, I wanna oh, wait, get- that's a different podcast. I want to get to 2,000 listings. I think that's going to be the sweet spot to go along with my plan <laughs> that I have planned out for February, March, and April. I, I really I want I want to give eBay the same kind of love I gave Amazon at Q4, and see what happens. I want to see the results, and so my helper right now has been on top of things. And <clears throat> what? And then uh, I did it again, but uh, anyways, 
I'm kind of losing it. I lost my train of thought for a moment. Why is it? Okay. So I want to get back to a place where I'm really doing what I, what I enjoy because I find with Amazon and I'm sure this more in a future podcast that I really love Amazon, but I don't think I love Amazon year round. Mm. I love going to garage shows. I love picking up vintage gear. I love finding that thing for five that can flip for a hundred. I'm finding Amazon right now. Like it's, I'm, it's labor mm. and I'm not enjoying it as much. So that's why I want to get to these 2,000 listings. I like it. And then I want to organize for taxes again. I really Ooh, need yeah. to get that. I know I said that last time. Taxes. I did zero, zero. And I know I'm avoiding, but I need to get it done. And so I'm hoping by the next update episode, I'll come back to you and say, hey, Mike, it's all done. My tax person's, you know, all over it. And uh, I'm going to be good. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to our tax episode with Not Your Dad CPA, I uh, check it out. I think it's episode 111. Yep. 112. 111. 112. Was it 111? 111. Because 112 was our theme episode. That's right. So uh, returns. Check it out. Episode 111. Uh, it's, 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 you know, just scroll down a little bit. I'm sure you'll find it. It's there. And uh, it was good. So um, taxes is one of those things. Taxes are, are something no one's excited about. But if you do it right, like it could actually work in your favor. So uh, you can't change it. So, well, we talked about taxes. We talked about returns. And down the road, we may be talking about another adulting thing that you have to do with reselling. But we're still working on that. So we can't talk about that yet. Mm, but hopefully, life insurance. Well, kind of like life insurance. But it's, anyways, keeping your business protected. But we're still trying to finalize that. So, anyways, hey, I'm really looking forward to. Things that are coming up, by the way, we're working, uh, well, my, I haven't shared this with my, we've talked about it, but hey, meet up again in March sometime around there. People on social media have already been asking. We really want to make it happen. We want to see you all. I, I'm expecting a decent crowd and, you know, seeing a lot of new faces that we didn't get to see before. So that's going to be fun too. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But that's a little bit of ways away from now, but just wanted to drop that out there. But uh, hey, hope you have a great trip. I, I hope I get the work done that I want to get done. And I hope all of you have an incredible week until our next episode. With that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.